Alrighty, and welcome back to another episode of Sawyer Saloon, the number one top-rated podcast that people don't listen to. <laughs> now, here with me today is Claire Adams. Claire, how are you doing? Again? I'm doing great. How are you? So I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. <laughs> so Claire, I know that you work for a little company called Boombox. Okay. Uh-huh. Did I say that right? Yeah, it's Boombox. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of, you know, we're in kind of a different time than we've ever been in before with COVID and you run the social media on this this small business so because I have a small business and I've, I've tried doing it even pre-COVID and I just didn't work out for me and so but I see that you stay consistent with it and you seem to be pretty successful with it so I kind of want to talk to you about you know how how you've ran it and everything so let's get started like what got you involved in Boombox? Well um, I don't know, you might know, but the owner of Boombox is um, someone who's like, he's super active in our community, in like the Lake Charles community, especially downtown. But um, his wife and kid, well, his wife taught at St. Louis, which right. is where I went to high school. And his two kids went there as well. And um, so when he first started the business and they just sold popsicles at the farmer's market, he was super involved with the school. Like he would come and sell them at the school. Everybody knew what Pops and Rockets was. Right. So like it was Pops and Rockets back then. Right. Okay. It was, yeah. That's a whole, like, different reason, like, why they changed the name. But they also expanded the menu beyond Popsicles, so it was kind of necessary, I guess. Um, but anyway, so, like, I'd already, like, I knew everybody involved with the business and um, was well acquainted with it and a pretty loyal customer. But, uh, like, the reason why I actually got the job is... Um, or like how I even like applied is because he actually went to um, the McNeese internship soiree mm -hmm. and is that like a dance no <laughs> it is literally just like a fair kind of thing gotcha yeah. more low-key I guess it's soiree because it's like a little bit more toned down than a fair like you sit down with the company offering the positions and yeah chat. have you been yeah, I've been oh, several okay. times, yeah. I worked it a couple times, too. But. Nice. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, actually, my mate, what I was looking for was an accounting or finance mm -hmm. internship. And um, I see them there, and I'm like, what are y'all doing here? Like, the CEO, who's uh, the founder, and um, then the COO. And I was like, what are y'all doing here? This is weird. And he's like, sit down. Like, let us talk. And I was like, wow. Um this is like kind of right up my alley I guess naturally and so I applied and got the marketing internship and took off it's almost like more than an internship to me because like I don't really intern under I mean I get advice mm -hmm. and they help me out with whatever like I need but um, I don't really intern under a marketing person I just kind of go for it so how long you had this position um, I started, like, my very first day of working was January 6th, 2020. Okay, so you've only been there for this year. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, where where do you come up with your ideas from? Are they all from your own noggin or what? Uh, for the most part, I'd have to say, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, um, I'm really, like, I guess I'm, like, naturally a little bit creative. I mean, I'm kind of creative, but, um... I really bounce off of other ideas or like things that I come across so like I'll go on 
Canva, which is like, you know, the graphic design yeah, I've used it a few website. Times. Yeah. And um I'll just start looking at things like may like if I'll just look at the homepage, I'll see something with like a mix of colors and an icon and I'm like, Oh, that's like really cool. What if I did this or added this? Like and it's an eighties theme like play uh business. So um it's like, oh I'll add like a little cassette tape here or a boom box here, Rubik's Cube, all that stuff. And um I mean I also do occasionally I go on Pinterest or um just Google different mm-hmm. advertising ideas, but it's pretty original, I guess. Nice. <laughs> Which is I guess good and bad. If you don't like it then it's all my idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad for you then, yeah. Yeah. So what are have you come up with any of the flavors? No, I have not. Um so talk to me about the flavors that yeah, that's that they're a little, wild flavors. That's a little out there. Um, it's it's kind of funny though. So the owner who's like super passionate, like this is his baby that he started from, you know, a vendor at a farmer's market kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's a franchise. So like he loves it to death. And um, he used to come up with all the flavors and like make them himself. Like he would make the pops and the ice cream himself, which we already like we make our own stuff everything is ours and um he uh, a few years ago they hired a full-time chef or like i don't know what his title is actually like i don't i really don't know i guess he's a chef he went Mm -hmm. to culinary school but he actually comes up with all the new flavors or if somebody else comes up with the flavor he goes and like makes it yeah and so we're always trying prototypes like um our newest one is cookies and cream and it's really good. I think I brought Yeah, I did bring it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so, like, I think if they're just like, yeah, we need a cookies and cream, he just, like, whips things up, and then it tastes amazing, and he's like, no, it's not ready. And he'll <laughs> add, like, a thousand things. And um, he's super... I feel like he's on Like, he belongs in a TV show. His name's Corey, Chef Corey. Ah, oh, Corey in the house. Yeah, I call him Corey in the kitchen. <laughs> and, because uh, he's, like, super... Which, I guess you need to be, like, super sanitary and aware of things. But he's, like... Yeah. Obsessed with it. He's, like, are you within five feet of ice cream without a mask and a hairnet? And, like, super just uptight about it because he yeah. cares, obviously. And this was, like, pre, pre-COVID. pre Oh, yeah. Pre-COVID. All the way. But he's, like... He's really awesome. But, um... He cracks me up, too, because he's, like... He knows so much about it. And he's so good at what he does. Like just coming up with all this stuff to create the flavor that you just tell him like mm-hmm. say you could say anything and I'm like he'll just whip things together and it'll be exactly what you pictured and um he actually he cracks me up because we have some vegan ice creams and some that are non-dairy how's it vegan exactly well <laughs> so like it's ice cream so right it's, or the con- if you think of the consistency of like a mix between an ice cream and a sherbet kind of thing mm-hmm. it's like that but it i mean it tastes creamy and everything because normally for non-dairy and for vegan we substitute um like coconut oil okay so it's super creamy so coconut oil instead of what uh like milk oh, okay not, not like okay. milk milk yeah gotcha. <laughs> but uh he cracks me up because i wanted the full list of like our new vegan and non-dairy products and he was like I, I think I used that I did use the term ice cream and he's like but technically you can't have like not that I couldn't advertise it as ice cream but he was like 
if you're talking about ice creams, these are not ice creams. They are non-dairy frozen desserts. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Corey, <laughs> I want the vegan uh, lavender blueberry ice cream. And he's just funny. I guess that was an unnecessary anecdote, but... No, that adds to the, the personality of uh, <laughs> exactly. what is. That's what it is. Everybody's their own little character that builds Boombox. So how many characters do y'all have then? Um, we have a lot. I guess Corey's really important, but um, the CEO and founder, mm-hmm. Nick Malone, he's um, a super awesome guy. He like He's a dreamer, I guess, but he makes his dreams come true. So, like, his ideas are out the wazoo, and, um, but he usually fights for it and gets what he wants. Mm-hmm. And, or if he doesn't get what he wants, he tried really hard to do it. Right, yeah. But he's usually successful, and he's accomplished so much. Uh, he's also in charge, or, um, like, a co-leader, I guess, or whatever. He's on the board for Beer Fest. Okay, Which yeah. is put on... Um, I don't know if it's... I think it's put on by the DBA. Yeah, the Downtown Business Association. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so the person that keeps him, like, in line with Boombox, like, to keep him from, I guess, making all these crazy things. Because, like, if it was his way, we would have, like, that new place, Lulu's. Yeah. All of our desserts would be like that. He, like, okay. loves... What's Lulu's? Crazy. Lulu's is the new um, snow cone place that just opened up. <sighs> okay, so it's not ice cream. No, it's so. not, but they have... Yeah. Not worth our time is what you mean. That's okay. exactly what I'm saying. Who wants to eat frozen ice chips? Exactly. Flavored syrup, like, I don't know. I'm being serious, too. Not bashing them, because they seem like they've got it together, and their customers are like, the line goes all the way down the street, but... Oh, I'm sure they do, but they're wrong. You know, it's all, it's, it's all about think. the ice cream. There's so much more that goes into the ice cream. Do they have a chef? No, they're just... Assembly. Shaving down a piece of ice, throwing exactly. some some carbonated sugars in there. <laughs> okay, this is not this isn't the real deal. Oh, the real deal. We're here. gourmet frozen pops exactly. and ice cream. Exactly. Yeah, but um, so the the COO is uh, Skyler, and he keeps him in line. Like, if uh, Nick has an idea, Skyler's like, "Do you realize that we'd have to give all the franchises a microwave to?" This is for one example. He wanted to make a molten lava ice cream sundae with like a <laughs> ding dong, and um, you microwave it, and then you put the ice cream on top. And when somebody you know eats it and puts their spoon through it, the fudge just like yeah goes everywhere. And Skylar was like, "You do realize like what is we're gonna have to teach everybody how to do this, how to do it perfectly." all the things that could go wrong in this like someone could literally burn their mouth off because we don't know how hot the fudge is inside yeah so it's like those things they bounce off of each other i honestly think that's the perfect dichotomy that you have to have when you're running a business because you have to have somebody who's gonna be like who's gonna go 100 percent, and then somebody who's gonna be at 25 percent going hold on what are we gonna do right and then they kind of bring it back and make it they take the dream because they can't come up with those ideas but they can make those ideas. They can say, okay, this is what we can really do with that. Mm-hmm. And so by having that, you bring it to like a, a nice 60 75% to where you still get the idea across if it's possible. But it's done in a way that's still beneficial for the company. As opposed to just buying everybody microwaves and having right. melted ding-dongs all over the place. <laughs> exactly. So It's the efficiency, I guess, that they keep in line. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they work awesome together. And I love being around them because it's so evident. Like... 
I really think it's almost like somebody casted them to be those, like the CEO and the COO, because uh-huh. they just, they're both perfect to uh, be a tag team. And they do a good job. Nice. So, who are some of the other characters? So, you got the chef, you got the CEO, the COO, social media guru. Uh, yes. Uh, we have our graphic designer consultant, I guess you could say. Okay. He's a professor, or I think he's the head of the graphic design program at Suella. Mm-hmm. And um, his name's Eric Jessen. He's also a pretty popular artist. And, um, yeah, he does. He helps us a lot with all of our graphics. And um, T-shirts, stickers, our, um, like, wall decals, like our vinyls that go in the stores. Mm-hmm all that stuff and he helps me all the time like if I want to design specific things or um, need ideas like he's we're on the marketing team so like us four besides Corey Mm -hmm. so like just us four we're on the marketing team and so we meet usually weekly or more or less if necessary and um, figure out our game plan and that's it that's what we do nice so how long is your internship um, well, we actually had a conversation about it, and it's kind of like um, indefinite, I guess. Nice. Yeah, it's like they told me. I kind of asked about it. I was like, so do I need to have a job lined up? Like, is this just a semester thing? And um, they were like, well, I mean, you're doing a good job, and we don't want to get rid of you. So as long as you want to stay, like, we want you to stay so it's indefinite there you go <laughs> so who knows yeah because you're bringing a lot of value to them so i want you to to tell me how like originally how are you bringing value like you went you came in you're like okay i need to come up with some ideas because if i don't bring the money i'm gonna get fired right so what did you do well i actually already did have a lot of ideas before i even I think honestly before I even like applied to the internship and saw them at the soiree, I just because my dad's really good friends with the owner too. So, so you like, already had ideas for Pops right. and Rockets at the time. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So well not necessarily like ideas like, oh, um, I'm gonna tell him to do this. It's just like one of those things like I, I guess I slightly I, I was already interested in marketing kind of. Mm-hmm. So like that's just one thing I automatically do. Like if I see something I don't like or like I could make better or an idea just pop into my head I'm like oh that would be so cool because especially with boombox because you can do so much with frozen dessert that's 80s themed yeah like ice cream shop I don't know I can think of unlimited exactly 80s like okay so 80s is that's my favorite like I love all the movies from the 80s I grew up watching uh I mean anything from Arnold Schwarzenegger and Predator and Commando to Molly Ringwald and 16 Candles like Maybe I need to come to you and ask for um, trivia question ideas. Oh, I would definitely help you out with that. That's awesome because Trivia Tuesday, every Tuesday we have a trivia question that we post on our social media. And um, frankly, I run out of ideas or I'm just like not solely focused on it. So I have mm-hmm. to gear up and it's just harder than it seems. Yeah, no, that'd be perfect. So what, so what, like what all social media platforms do you have? We have Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Twitter, we're not super like involved with because it's just hard for a business I guess but we still have it there just because like why not yeah it's not like it's hurting so you gotta have everything and that's the thing that I found with it like 
some things you may not use as much, but I mean, like even sometimes I'll use my personal and I'll be like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I'll post out whatever for thinking on Twitter before I deleted it. But it was like, I got the stuff I do for Prime Guard self storage. Like, I'll post it on Prime Guard's Facebook, I'll share it to mine, but then I'll put it on my LinkedIn page mm-hmm. because, like, LinkedIn, like, that's you, that's your professional. So, in you posting that stuff, people are seeing. I find there, like, it's not so much about the actual business itself, but it's like, okay, that's what this kid's doing. Yeah, what you're involved in, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So. Connection. Yeah, but it's literally posting it ever, because like you said, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, and that's what we do as well. I mean, every once in a while, I'll share my stuff, especially if I'm, like, proud of it, I guess, Mm -hmm. which sounds nerdy, because I guess the reason why I do get super proud sometimes is because, um right off the bat when you think of marketing and you go through like all the responsibilities social media is on there but um so are a lot of other things especially with strategy and analytics but uh i realized that it's a lot more graphic design than i thought it would be Mm. and i'm by no means a graphic design person or interested in it i mean it's cool but i just wish like in a perfect world if i were a marketer or like a marketing coordinator I would love to have a graphic designer work for me and I just assign them things because I could come up with stuff all day or at least come up with like ideas or like base like basic things and say here you go create this but it's the fact that I have to come up with it and then create it myself is a little bit more challenging than I thought because it is yeah it's just I like a lot of people I guess think that graphic design majors or art majors like aren't that demanding but I am here to tell you that I give them a lot more credit than I did before absolutely it's a lot of work it is and thankfully I have so even with Think It All Prime Guard I've got the same guy Strack Brown at Straxon Pictures on Instagram and uh-huh. we'll get your stuff here too and I'll put it in the link for Boombox um, but like I like he, he helps me with the ideas too like we'll come up with the ideas and like we'll take the pictures and you know like all that goofy or whatever whoever whoever else we have taking pictures like they they'll do the acting and they'll get it down whatever because I can't I can't always come up with like like if it's something goofy or funny I can come up with that but if it's something like serious or like what kind of pose should we do for this I have no clue don't ask me uh-huh. so but. But then Strack always takes it, and then he throws some ideas out there, too. But he really kills it with, like, actually coming up with the pictures and, like, doing the editing on the photos. And, like, hey, maybe turn a little bit this way. And when you do, it's like, wow, that looks fantastic. So it's all about, like, you have to find the right people that work together with your team because everybody brings something different. Like you said, like, the chef. Like, the business wouldn't be able to run if you didn't have the chef. Mm -hmm. The business wouldn't be able to run. If you took out any of those components or those characters that you talked about, like, it could probably still run, but not as well as it as it would right. if you didn't have all of that working together. And that's a tricky balance to find. But I love it. I think that's what fascinates me most. Like, I, it makes me um, realize how much I love the idea of business, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, just all the components of a business coming together. It's just super awesome and um, really cool to see it work out in real life and be a part of it. And I love it. I think if you find, like, what you really want to do, it makes it a lot easier to to do that. Because, I I mean, I've studied all kind of business people, read all kind of books, watched podcasts, videos, you name it, okay? And I tried it with Thicket, and it didn't really work out that well. You know, that was retail. I was like, okay. And then I tried it with, uh, 
like I'd do it for, for stuff whenever I was at McNeese. I was like, okay, I can do it. This is a little bit more interesting, you know, mm-hmm. I got it. But whenever it comes to, like, the stand-up comedy, it's like, like, no questions asked. I know what I need to do. There's nothing stopping me. I get excited about doing it. So it's like, I don't have that, like, oh, I need to post again today. Instead, it's like, all right, who am I going to annoy and send out, you know, a bunch of messages about, hey, come to the stand-up show, you know, do whatever. Because uh-huh. that's kind of the point where I'm, at, where I'm at right now is trying to just get people to come. So it's like, but I, I enjoy that because it's like what, I, the, what I'm actually doing is what I really care about. Right, yeah. That's that makes, awesome. It makes a huge difference. It's a good thing to find. It is, yeah. I kind of found that same, like, the same feeling, I guess, school-related, though, is when I actually, like, joined the College of Business. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is great. Like, yeah. I want to go to econ right now. And then, I don't know, it just, and then accounting was fun, too, so... I just realized, wow, I guess I just like business. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you're getting a double major, right? Well, right now, it's, uh, right now, I'm double degreeing. I mean, it's double majoring, but if I stick with it, I'm supposed to have a, two separate degrees in accounting and finance. Okay. But that's going to be super demanding. I had someone, one, one advisor, or like a, she wasn't necessarily my advisor, but she was an advisor that's ahead of like um, admit or I don't know what she's ahead of. I don't know what it was. It was in business, but um, she was something at the head of some kind of department in business, and she kind of like talked me into adding finance to my accounting because I just wanted to switch to just accounting. And she was like, "It's just thirty extra credit hours. You already have almost enough to graduate. You just need your." like credits for the specific majors because mm-hmm. I have a lot of extra stuff from like when I was in chemistry so anyway uh, so I got signed on to that and actually today I'm looking at what I need to do to finish it and I'm like you're telling me I'm gonna have to take <laughs> 18 plus hours every semester for the next three semesters yeah that's what that's, and maybe yeah. summer classes as well like just and then the last few like last two semesters strictly accounting and finance classes so I don't know about that so let me ask you something why accounting I love accounting are you serious oh I do you don't have the personality for accounting that's what I'm asking see I don't think it's a personality thing I think um, also I was I'm really good at it like naturally everybody hated all the accounting classes I've taken mm-hmm. and I just like I enjoyed it and then also was like naturally good at it and um, my plan I guess is to be a CPA and I would love to either partner in a company or maybe along the line start a company like just start a CPA office firm and um, that's almost like running a business and being it is, yeah. So, not almost, like it is. And that's something that I'm really interested in. Um, and, yeah. I, I think I also realized that no matter what I do, no matter, like, what I decide to do as an occupation, I, I'm not going to stick with it 100%. Like, I'm going to want more. Yeah. And I'm going to want to change things up or I'm going to want to be involved in something else. So, I think I, I'm going to stick with trying to be a CPA and then I'm always like, well, who knows what else I'll get tangled into you know like I'll be a CPA by day and then who knows what by night or weekend like a superhero by night exactly yeah that's like number two on my list of occupations <laughs> real quick if you could have any superpower what would it be 
gosh, that's a hard one. I would say invisibility. Or no, I lie. It's so not invisibility. <laughs> it's it's definitely flying. Flying. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool. Definitely flying. Yeah. <clears throat> so, because I think you're in it. This is not super related, but I think to flying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, you are in Boombox right now, right? Mm-hmm. And so Boombox is small, but they're growing. Right. Now, if you saw the opportunity, like, let's say three years. How much long do you have left of school? Two years. Two years? Okay. Mm-hmm. So two years. Two years is done. You're still working for Boombox. Things are great. The Facebook page looks awesome. Twitter, eh, not so much. <laughs> but you look at it, and they're like, hey, we want to expand, like... We're in Louisiana now, but we want to stretch from Florida to Alaska. All right. Would that be, I know that's not accounting, but that's also something to where you would know the business, but it would eventually expand and you would, you would have the opportunity to grow with that because you're growing with the company. Would that be something that, like, would you be still interested in a boombox or? Yeah. I think I would. That's why I'm kind of keeping my options open with whatever opportunities come about. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like buying a franchise and like opening one, opening one up in a different city, I kind of like don't really want to move away from Lake Charles. Really? Yeah. I'm not 100% sure anymore. Like if you would have asked me a few months ago, I would have said for sure I want to stay in Lake Charles forever. But it might be just, like, COVID-related things with everything being slow motion. I'm just like, gosh, I need a change of scenery, and I'm not really attached to this city right now, which is sad, but I guess everybody kind of feels like that. But um, so what I'm saying is, like, I don't think it would be on my top ideal choices to, like, move away and run it. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, if you open a business like that, like, you need to be in that city full-time, you know, to because you're like the operator mm-hmm. but yeah but um i don't know i would love to be if they did expand greatly i would love to be an executive position kind of thing yeah that's kind of more what i was referring to oh, okay like, like you'd be over operations for oh yeah see Southwest. i would be all about yes. that yeah i would be all about that um yeah but as far as i probably should have said this but i did realize that uh marketing is not necessarily for me like it's fun right now and I enjoy it mm-hmm. and I love it but no I don't want to do it for the rest of my life so why do you say it's not for you um I realized uh, which is kind of goes along with why I like accounting so much is because accounting super boring I guess in like retrospect like you're just adding numbers and like organizing like organizing things and whatnot yeah auditing auditing people's lives that kind of thing yeah (laughs) sorry about that but uh that really interests me because i'm someone that i've learned about like i've learned about myself through studying and doing other things that um and projects that to focus and to be super efficient i need to have a start and like a goal and I need to be able to sit down and know what I have to do and just work and Mm -hmm. if it's something where I know where I want to go like where I want to finish or like what I if it's if the lines are super 
clear, I guess, of like what the job is and what the goal is. And um, then I can work like really well. So with marketing and what I do right now, it's a little bit difficult to concentrate and to focus and to work really hard because it's like an open-ended goal. Because, which is almost like, un, like it doesn't satisfy me all the time, mm-hmm. which actually takes a toll. Like when you do it every day, it's like, wow, like I'm just going to do this again tomorrow. Like, yeah, like a little, like change up this ad a little bit. And so it's almost like an infinite process. Mm-hmm. Kind of like doing the laundry. It's never going to stop. Exactly. Yeah. Something like that. And, um, so I've realized that when I sit down and do marketing work or like ma- I'm making ads or I love the the part of marketing where I'm like talking to people trying to get like press to come over and talk about us or sending out information and like keeping everybody informed or coming up with a plan like hey we need to do uh, a strategy like I'm, I love the strategy part but actually doing the work and like being the creative side is just like super dissatisfying for me I guess maybe I'm not I'm not super good at it uh-huh. I'm like I'm sufficient but um, and everything I do is adequate I guess but I don't know it's something I don't want to do for the rest of my life and I just sit at the computer and I stare and I'm like well here's an ad that's done that I'm just not 100% satisfied with but I know I need to stop doing this because I've been working on it for three hours and I have you know a year like so many years ahead of me that I need to still make posts for so I'm just gonna leave this ad behind and work on tomorrow's ads and or like usually I prepare a lot more ahead of time but it's like it never ends and so I'm like oh I have to find something like oh I came up with these awesome ideas but that's good for one week and then oh I need a whole set of new original stuff Yeah. yeah so I want the and then my whole life I've also like I've never been bored. I've always been super busy Mm -hmm. with multiple sports and clubs and doing this thing and all these social things and family gatherings and work because I've worked since I was like 15. So I've just been super busy. And so the idea of being an accountant and like working nine to five, sitting, maybe listen to a little music while I just constantly work all day and I can see a finished product and I can like see a checklist, like check this off. Yeah. That sounds so awesome to I, me it's awesome yeah <laughs> that's a long explanation but i figured that out about myself so yeah no that's good that's good to know because you have to know what you want because if you don't then you just kind of go for whatever because right. it's there then you're gonna be disappointed mm-hmm. and what's the point you only got one life yep. then you die and then it's like okay what, what did i do until then well, like, am i gonna be satisfied at the end <laughs> yeah i think that's it i think that's a huge thing and i think i think a huge part about like when people need to find out in their life and for themselves is like whatever job you do it's i mean it's going to be repetitive because technically you are doing the same thing over and over again Mm -hmm. but it's going to vary there's variation and if you find satisfaction in that variation then you're good or even if like you're doing the work just because you know it's going to pay so that way you can I don't know, go on vacation all the time, or you have a hobby that it supplies. Like that's really what it's for. Mm-hmm. So, because like I like I like doing stand up comedy, and I already know that that's what I'm gonna do. Like, am I good at other things? Yeah. Am I good at managing a business? Sure, as long as it's not my own. So, but like going up there and doing stand up comedy, like it's technically the same thing. Like I get up there, I tell some jokes, I make people laugh. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy the process of it. I enjoy getting up there and like I have every everything's already pre-written out. 
you know, and I and I go up there and it's okay. When do I say this certain word, or when do I change my voice, or because that all matters. Like if I want to just sit here and do this with my voice, like. But there's a time when it's useful. It's exactly. Funny. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It makes people engaged. If there's a bunch of people talking, then I just start talking a hell of a lot louder, and then everyone kind of quiets down and looks over, and then I just go back to talking like normal. And then people, they don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, that's really cool. I think that's one of the things that music does. If, like, say, I've seen comedians use music in their act, and I've used music too, and, but you use music to kind of control subconscious yeah. of the joke. So, like, consciously you're, like, paying attention to the story that I'm telling, but subconsciously it's like, like, you don't realize that I've changed it to a higher-sounding chord and so your heart starts pacing a little more, and it's like, okay, like, you don't realize, Where's like, you know, go? like, okay, something's about to happen, like, yeah. it lets you know, like, they do the same thing in movies, like, horror movies are great for it, you know, when it goes to open up the closet, and then you just hear, you know, and then and the music just gets all high-pitched, and it builds that tense, mm-hmm. the tension, and that's all comedy is, you're building the tension, and then you break it with the joke, and then that's how, that's why people laugh at it. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's really cool. That is cool. Yeah. So, how, because I know that you've, you've been doing Boombox and we've been hit by coronavirus, how has that affected Boombox and you, like, has that affected you? Have you had to change things up? Honestly, it was kind of a blessing in disguise, I think. Um, at the time when everything started happening and the country kind of shut down, I was still working as a runner at a law firm, too. Mm-hmm and doing boombox and I think I was taking like 18 hours last semester so it was it was getting rough it is yeah and um I was starting to get the hang of my job to where they're expecting a little bit more they're like all right so you've been making about three posts a week and they're good now can we kick it into something new and like they didn't necessarily say that but I knew that's what was expected and like that's what my job is so like I needed to kind of kick it into action so COVID hit and I got forelode from Baggett McCall from the law firm. Oh, you got a four loco? Yeah. Okay. They gave me two as a going away present. They were like, <laughs> stay healthy out there. You might need this, the stress, you know, it gets to those 20 year olds. But uh, anyway, so I temporarily laid off, I guess. Uh-huh. So you don't make another joke. Um, <laughs> That's not going to stop it. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> so I stopped working there, which was awesome. And school was online, so my like life was super flexible. Got to focus a lot on Boombox. So it kind of like saved me. And then also Boombox closed for a while because everything was closed. Like right. Restaurants and everything. So um, it saved me. It gave me some catch-up time to really like figure out where I wanted to go and learn new things. Um, shout out to my friend Eric Martin who taught me basically everything I know on Photoshop, um, Adobe, all the Adobe platforms, um, Creative Cloud and everything. And he was super helpful with that because I was like, I need to make this and I have no clue how. Like I have the idea and he really taught me a lot of stuff. And so I kind of did that right before everything was shut down so I got to use all that stuff and create lots of content and I had lots of time super flexible um so that was awesome for me like personally with what I was doing obviously not 
how everything was affected. And um, But yeah, Boombox was shut down for a while. Then we did, we opened back up for um, online ordering and curbside pickup. Mm-hmm. So I had to, of course, like kind of change my advertising attitude, which I had to change that anyway when COVID happened because it was like, we didn't really, especially being a small business and people knowing us and everybody that's involved, we didn't want to be that business that just keeps steadily saying, come out and support yeah. us right now when we know that everybody's really confused with what's going on and like how everything's being affected and it's just, it's also serious health hazards you know are going on and people are dying and people are getting really sick mm-hmm. and so we just totally wanted to we had a discussion about that we're like how do we want to change our attitude do we want to address what's going on like do we want to say something about COVID-19 you know talk about health like all these kind of things so we kind of came up with a plan like we stopped posting for a while then we kind of limited it and slowly started posting again and we made like specific announcements about the precautions we're taking Mm -hmm. and um all that sort of thing and so how do you think that's gonna affect the business and your job like moving forward like even you know till the post-covid Something that um, I've really thought about is the fact that people in kitchens and specifically, you know, people scooping ice creams or something, they don't wear masks normally. And if somebody's preparing your food in a kitchen, they don't wear a mask either. And now they're starting to have to, which makes sense. I don't know if necessarily, it. I don't know if it's necessary for other things like, you know, the flu or just a cold or other viruses or infections I don't know I don't know if that's necessary to prevent that kind of thing like if you have strep throat like and you don't wear a mask could you possibly give it to someone by serving them food I don't Mm. know that but obviously they're taking the precautions for COVID-19 so I'm always like wondering if that's going to be a permanent thing yeah absolutely so and that's also something that I've thought about because it there's a lot of obstacles that come with that because obviously communication is just like super hard and I know with the girls that work at um, Boombox and the retail workers they're always trying to talk to customers because we do have such unique flavors and like a wide menu like you can do basically whatever you want like you can add things make a shake out of whatever combination you want you can make a milkshake out of these things yeah you didn't know I mean, okay it's been quite a while shakes and floats dude here all right yeah oh, okay i'm liking it yeah so like just the communication with that and trying to explain to them you can add this to this and we'll shake it up like i, I just heard it go on and i'm like they have no idea what you're saying and then the customers halfway through the pro- like process are pulling off their mask and then i'm like well sh- shit like the whole purpose is defeated yeah. now so that's, I guess, concerning. My favorite's the people who walk in and their nose is poking out from the mask. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I don't know, I have mixed feelings about that because then I'm like, well, there are certain people that physically have a hard time breathing. Because mm-hmm. when we were, um, I just went on vacation, you know, in high altitude place. And we would go hiking or um, touring, like we toured a gold mine where we had to and we toured also some caves where we just like for both like we would have to climb high elevations and um just wait you were able to go into the mine mm-hmm. well, i've heard it's only for miners you're like 20. Ha ha. 
Anyways. That's hilarious. Yeah. That was a great experience. But, like, going along with that, when you have to keep up with your tour guide and you're constantly calm to get to this point, people, and we have to wear masks in the tour, like, people are pulling it down so they can breathe because it's, like, it really is hard. And um, so then I'm thinking about people that have trouble breathing to begin with. Like, mm-hmm. maybe they're just trying to catch their breath. Maybe yeah. they're not stupid. Like, maybe... And I feel like covering your mouth and not your nose is a little bit better than not covering anything at all. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm super empathetic sometimes, and I have a fear of being wrong, so I think of all the possible <laughs> solutions before I make a statement about something, so I can't be like... I think it's very smart. You gotta. You should always think about what you say before you before you say it. I think that's something that's kind of I'm still lost. learning. I mean, yeah. That's not like a thing I do all the time, but... But it's something sure. that, that's like you want to do, because I think that's something that's lost, especially with Twitter. It's like, oh, they said this? Well... I don't know about that and then you say something and then a few days later you're like okay maybe maybe I shouldn't have said that yeah you know maybe that wasn't the smartest thing to say so definitely waiting but I think people don't have the patience anymore to sit there and wait so but that's something that I'm working on as well you know because we do have a problem with instant gratification exactly yeah yeah like I want my boombox now Mm -hmm. you know so I need to work on that I'm spoiled. <laughs> I guess we all kind of are, but... Yeah. Alright, so you got some flavors here. So we need to test these flavors I do. out. I will pull it up. Alright. Let's see what we got. I don't even remember. We did the, like this huge product shot with almost every single one of our flavors today. Mm-hmm. And um, I took a few to sample. So we have cookies and cream. This one is I think this one's mixed berry cheesecake well I'll go I'll say the names as well so this one is um no cream compares to you I forget who sings <laughs> the well that's what it's called that's what the flavor's called okay I forget who sings the original song but um what's the original song no cream com- oh no nothing <laughs> compares sorry nothing compares to you nothing compares you know Chris Cornell some- yeah okay so you know his I don't know if like he has a popular cover of the song nothing compares to you and it's the number two and then a capital u letter u is a song written and composed by prince it, it, it was prince i knew prince sang it but i didn't know if somebody wrote it instead but i guess so okay that's a prince song now i feel kind of stupid i feel like all the let me see oh uh sinbad o'connor is what this says song like originally by- yeah, 1990. That doesn't make sense. I will always love you. No. Okay, hold on. While you're researching, I'll explain this one. So this one, the mixed berry cheesecake, is um, titled Mary Berry. Nice. It is Prince. It is Prince? It is okay. Prince, yes. I feel like everybody, like... 40 years and older, if they heard this, they would be like, how could she not know that was a Prince song? I'm sorry. I'm 12. Yeah, it's not stuck in our perms, Sharon. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> okay, so this is Mary Berry, mixed berry cheesecake. All right, um, let's, let's try them as, as we okay. go through them. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, so this one first is the cookies and cream. Mm-hmm. One bite, everybody knows the rules. Is that a thing? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you could eat it all. Barcelona sports. Oh, sorry. 
I'm kind of a girl. Oh my goodness. Okay. Is it good? This does. This tastes like a liquid Oreo. Really? That's great to hear. This is fantastic. This is the cookies and cream Mm -hmm. or the uh, no cream compares to you. Compares to you. Uh, and I'm going to have to give this one a uh, 4.5 out of 5. That's awesome. Something that's really unique about that one, uh, which Corey in the kitchen, he did it. So he we use real cookies, and mm-hmm. he just kind of just combined them all. We didn't want to do like a vanilla-based ice cream because we already have a few vanilla-based ice creams or like cream-based uh, ice creams. So he wanted to just make the whole thing cookies and cream, not put cookies and cream pieces in a vanilla so that's why it's brown that's why it's like you know it's not white with specks of cookie and all that like it's totally a brown ice cream because it's all mixed together and a little bit of marshmallows are in there the dehydrated marshmallows Mm -hmm. to give it some cream nice what so what what all kind of cookies you got here is that a secret um it's a cookie like an oreo because we would have to like buy rights to use Oreos, yeah. but it tastes, it, it's the basic concept of an Oreo. Gotcha. Cookie. Yeah. Okay. Sandwich All right. cookie. That's good. All right. Really next fire. one. Next one. All what right. Got here? So this is Mary Berry. Okay. Ooh, it's so good. It looks good too. <laughs> they travel pretty well, which is pretty cool. And they stay good for a while in your freezer. But that one is uh, named after a Run DMC song called. Uh, uh, Mary Mary. It's I don't I don't know if it's super popular or not. I'm not a huge fan <laughs> of Run DMC, but that's what it is. It's a good song though. I've heard it before. Okay, so I'm tasting. Is this raspberries? It is um, three or four. Let me think of it. Okay. Oh, it's four berries. So quadruple berry cheesecake. Um, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, and blackberries. All right, this is good. All right, I'm saying one bite, um, but I apparently do not know the rule because I've eaten at least five bites of both <laughs> ice creams so far. So on this Mary Berry, I'm going to have to give it a, a solid, a solid 3.5 out of 5, uh, simply because I do like the fruits. Uh, this makes me feel like I've gotten my uh, servings for the day. But, uh, but yes, but it's still fruit. So, it's like a to me. I, I like that one because it's like a refreshing, but also rich, like cheesecake kind of dessert. Right, and it still makes you feel healthy. Eating. Yeah, it is. So yes, this it's is like, a good one. It's kind of like that's what I like about. I could explain that too about like what type of ice cream we make. Go for it. Um, it's called super premium ice cream, mm-hmm. which uh, the I'm probably gonna butcher this, but there's some kind of association of dairy products nationally and internationally there's the ice cream association but then also the general dairy and they both have standards by which ice creams are classified and there's like there's uh, economy ice creams and then something like regular and then premium and then super premium and it's basically all uh, measured by the butter fat and the actual like which butterfat is um, like uh, milk fat okay. or whatever you know 
not sure what that's all about, but it's You're milk fat, milk fat and butter fat, which is like the stuff that makes it uh, is the dairy part, okay, and makes it super creamy. So I'm assuming it's like a it's like a milk condensed butter, that kind of thing. But um, so if you use 15% of the ice cream is made with butter fat or more, that's considered super premium ice cream, and that's like the highest classification as far as like. Um, delicacy goes it's like the richest the creamiest and smoothest type of ice cream is made with that much which is why it's called super premium and like labeled as that like all these guidelines that you have to follow to call your ice cream super premium so it's legit like it's not just us saying we have super premium ice cream and uh but then the other tiers are like i think like less than 15 percent is the premium and then there's regular which is something in between and then it uh, economy is like I guess uh, the super off-brand Kroger probably gotcha, or like yeah. or a soft serve I guess maybe okay yeah. something that's not super rich and like cool. a nice a nice gas station ice cream yeah yes and then the other component that's one of the two components that uh, classify all like that create the classifications mm-hmm. the other one is the overrun which um, is the amount of air compressed into your ice cream so like i don't know if you know this but um which a lot of people don't but most ice creams especially ones that you get in the gallon containers or that are fairly cheap like i'm sure bluebell is somewhat better because i love bluebell and it's super rich and thick but um i'm sure because it is such a big company (laughs) uh they probably use a lot more air than we do oh yeah so Air is just like a filler in ice cream, and it makes it really fluffy, mm-hmm. which I guess some people like. But you know when you scoop into that ice cream, it's like, oh, it's super, like, easy to scoop. Yeah, yeah. And it just, like, some people like that, some people don't. It's just not dense, I guess. Yeah. And that's the air in it. So if you have low overrun, which is the percent of air, then um, that also, like, adds to the classification of it. So we have super low air content which means we have more product like in our ice creams, more like con- uh, condensed ingredients and all this stuff. So like more of what you're be- buying, I guess, instead of buying oh something that's over 50% air, because that's what mm-hmm. it is. Um, so low air content, low overrun, and then butter fat is what makes us the best. There you go. By the standards. DEA. No, not DEA. DEA. FDA. DEA is looking into you. Not my. Wait, what is DEA? Drug. The Drug Enforcement Agency. Yeah. I've been watching was, a lot of Narcos here wrong. lately. So. I meant FDA. Gotcha. Which is gotcha. Food and Drugs. Drug Administration. Yes. yes. It all started after there. Upton Sinclair came out with The Jungle back in the 1920s. Oh, about the hot dog wieners and the. Exactly. It was meant to be about the proletariats and the, the the working class and their conditions but instead everyone fixated on the fact that their food was so gross yes and a lot of people were getting sick and dying from it what was it about there were just too many people there piling into these work places what did they call them sweatshop well i don't know was it a sweatshop I guess you could consider it a sweatshop at that time you know like they wouldn't have thought about that but like th- us thinking there now, wasn't like, a name for it too or they're just I'm like, sure there there's was. a lot of people in this building, and it's a terrible building that could fall at any second. Yeah. And they're getting paid a penny an hour. Yeah. That kind of thing. Bad stuff. We've come a long way. 
in this country. And the food's gross. And the food is gross. <laughs> Alright, so before we get into this next ice cream, I just want to mention, look how small this spoon is. I feel like this is perfect. Like, if I were to go to uh, your restaurant or even like a frozen yogurt place, and you know how some people get like 20 different, like, well, I want to try this one. Let mm-hmm. me try this one. This is the spoon they would get. This to, is to almost, try it out. This is actually smaller. That's a good idea. Ours are actually a little bit bigger. Okay. Our metal spoons that we use for samples, uh-huh. um, they're a little bit bigger. Oh, y'all use metal spoons. You know mm-hmm. the real deal. Real okay. deal. I like it. I like it. The plastic spoons are for... Like, Those are for chumps, all right? Yeah. This, that's at the chump. Chumps. Yeah. This is the crusty sure. crab. <laughs> the chump bucket or the chump bucket. <laughs> All right, so what is this next flavor? Let's see. I don't even know, honestly. I might know. Maybe not. I'll have to look at it. Ooh, spillage all over my leg. Oh, thank goodness for Kleenex. (laughs) Let's see. But I know exactly what this is. This is Spice Spice Baby, which is, thanks, which is... Or vanilla bean ice cream made with spiced rum, like legit. Uh, we I don't I think we still use uh, Bayou Rum spiced rum. Really? It, okay. Mm-hmm. Not enough for it to be considered alcoholic, so like kids okay. can have it too. So I can still drive after eating this. Yeah, sure thing. Okay. I don't know about a gallon, but <laughs> just a little eight ounce container. So I'm gonna have to drink this. Yeah, sorry about that. That one's one of our melt fast ones. So it's just like basic, good vanilla ice cream. Can you taste the spice? Mm Mm-hmm. Taste the spice. It's got a nice little kick to it. Damn, I'm going to have to give this one a a good... As as comparison to like other vanilla ice creams, this would definitely be... This gives Bluebell a run for their money. Nice. I'm going to have to give this one a... A good a four point three five. Out of this one. five. Out of five. Yes. Oh, wow. Out of ten. Come on now. It's good. I was wondering. Nice. Super Just eating enough to where it doesn't leak over anymore. Yeah, that's kind of necessary. <laughs> Damn! I can't believe you made me do that. I need all this ice cream. <laughs> did you have a good time doing it? All I matters. did. We're not even done. We got two more. Yeah. All right. There we go. I'm glad that it tastes good. Oh. <laughs> uh, for those of y'all who can't see on the camera, because we don't have one set up, um, Claire just spilled all of the liquid onto the floor. And her hand. And her hand. But that's We're not We're going to need a mop. Intermission, guys. I'll keep talking there. All right. So, the next ice cream. That is our so most of our ice creams that are kind of like a little special with like a singular base that we just add things to they're the um cream like a I forget what they call it vanilla cream kind of based ice cream so that's what it the uh it is before we add all the stuff to it mm-hmm. so this fruity pebbles one it's sweet cream that's what it is it's a sweet cream ice cream fruity pebbles Oh yeah, sorry. Did I okay. spoil something? Okay. So, this is a sweet cream based ice cream with fruity pebbles in it. 
and gosh i don't even remember what this song is like originally jeez what's the name of it so it's called my heart goes bam bam i know the song and what it sounds like but i can't remember the title if you type in my heart goes you'll definitely see it but obviously we substituted whatever it's supposed to be for bam right. bam because you know fruity pebbles flintstones Oh, uh, My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. No, that is definitely not it, Jacob. <laughs> my Heart Goes Pitter-Patter. My Heart Goes Boom. My Heart Goes Ooh. Hmm. And, uh, and My Heart Goes Ooh. Let's Just see. Kidding, that's not it. But. You don't see it at all? My Head Goes Bang. My Heart Goes Boom Sonic. Let's see. Sorry, viewers. It's all right. If we had Jamie here, he'd be doing this, but we do not. Total Eclipse of the Heart? Nope. I don't know why that's popping up. So is Pat Benatar's Love is a Battlefield. Heart of Glass? Mm -mm. I don't know why all these songs are popping up. But, okay, let's just be honest, though. How good of a song is Heart of Glass? I'm sure it goes... I'm sure it's My Heart Goes Bang bang by Dead or Alive. That sounds about right. Dead or Alive is a super popular 80s band. Let's hear it. I don't know that we can play it because of copywriting issues. Really? Yes. So then I won't play it. Yeah, I wouldn't play it. But yes, that is the name of the song. The video is really cool. But they, Dead or Alive, just did a Geico commercial recently, didn't they? Really? I think so, yeah. Because they sing, they sing Spin My Head Right Around, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Because it was like, it said something about like having your head spin around and they got the band together and they were, you That's spin hilarious. my head. Yeah, something like that. Is, uh, was it the Geico commercial that did the rat in the basement one? Rat in the basement. You know the band Rat? Okay. No. Well, I don't. Rats in '80s, um, like, mm, it's a big hair band, but like I guess like hard rock, okay, slash metal band, and uh, they're in one of them. They're like I forget. I don't even know what the insurance is for. I guess homeowners insurance or something like that. Mm -hmm. Some does Geico do that? I'm sure. Okay. Well, they were like, yeah, everything's great except we have rat in the basement uh, and they're like you have rats and they're yeah. like no rat and it's like the whole band is like singing round and round that's what it is yeah that's what I was thinking of really? yeah yeah so it's not dead or alive that's no. it it's, it's dead. yes my bad yes but yeah that's what I was thinking about yes well cause rat sings uh, you make my head no. go round oh, no not dead or alive <laughs> sings that but the song that you're singing that's a different song okay that's yes, what yes, it was yes, yes. two different songs Yes, that is actually the, uh, that's where uh, Flo Rida got that song, Right Round. Right. Right. And then Kesha is the one who does the, lead, the voice on it. Night. Yeah, I, I didn't see, know that until afterwards. I was I like, damn. Yeah. Big Kesha see, fan. When that song came out, I was jamming that song and Fire Burning by uh, Sean Kingston. And that was like, my, that was my jam back in the, uh, the old seventh grade. The yeah. old seventh grade. The old seventh grade. See, I didn't have an iPod or anything, so I had to pull it up on a uh, 
on like a like a sketchy computer site, and I would just listen to those songs. And I had sketchy to computer site. It was like a sketchy like like hey, you get these songs for free and download them. Like one of those. Oh, I had an app like that. Yeah. Free MP3. Yes, I had that app for a while. Gosh. Yeah. The old Jacob Rowland taught me that. <laughs> that man. Jeez. Wait, All right. The specific title, just in case everybody wants to know. Okay. You spin me round, and then in parentheses, like a record. Right. It's the right. dead or alive. Like and then I, I think Florida's is like something different, like right round. Or yeah. You spin my head right round, right round. Yeah. When we I don't go know, down, but it's actually when we go down. down. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Just I mean, just in case the viewers were wanting to know, if they've listened to uh, an hour into it, then they. They're gonna want to know what the song. Yeah, says. maybe we can share our deepest, darkest secrets because like nobody's listening. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I already admitted that I listened to "Fire Burning" by Sean Kingston quite a bit and "Right Round" by Flo Rida and Kesha. So I think that's a pretty deep, dark secret. Yeah. What grade was that? Oh, actually, that was eighth grade. Eighth grade. It was eighth grade. Yeah. Well, I could do. I could share my eighth grade songs. Or I could share the year that that was for you, which would be two years before me. Yeah. Um, but I'll share my eighth grade songs. I think it was probably, I was super obsessed with like 80s big hair bands, 80s right. rock. Right. Sadly, it's kind of embarrassing. I always, always loved listening to those. I grew up listening to Def, it kind of shifted for me. It was like Def Leppard and uh, Journey. And then it was the Eagles. And then now it's Fleetwood Mac. Oh, that's nice. I, like, started out not liking Journey at all. Really? Yeah. And then my freshman year of high school, like, when I actually, like, got into them, because I was like, who sings this song? Because it wasn't Don't Start, uh, Don't Stop Believing" or Any Way You Want It. Yeah, which are very overplayed. It was like, yeah. yeah. And it was like, and I still, to this day, like, just do not like those songs. Like, will yeah. not listen to them on my own. But I was like, who sings this song? And they're like, it's Journey. And I'm like, no way. I hate Journey. Yeah. And then I delve into it, and... Love Journey. Go see them in concert. Yeah. Well, that, see, that's the thing. Most people say it's about the end, but I think it's all about the journey. So, yeah. But so I actually have this Eagles Greatest Hits Volume 2. I got that for Christmas. And Don Henley, Glenn Fry, Joe Walsh, and then whoever the other guy is. I can't read it. I don't, I don't know who he is. I'm sorry, guy. It's it, That's how it works. But, uh, yeah. Had that up there. It's really cool. I have it up above my guitars. Well, one of them is, and uh, yeah, big big fan of the Eagles, big Eagles guy. Really? Yeah. They have more than just that one damn song. What's the one song? Hotel California. Oh yeah, they've got more than just see Hotel California. It's like the same way. It's like okay, everybody knows Hotel California. I know a few Eagles songs. What's um, Life in the Fast Lane? Life in the Fast Lane. Fantastic song. I don't know about that. Okay, well, anyways, Life in the Fast Lane, Take It Easy. Yeah, Take uh, It Easy. That's a good one. That's a good just like like chill. You're driving on the road or having a good time. Take it easy. Those are probably know? the only three that I know, honestly. There, there's more. I can't think of any off the top of my head right now for some reason. Um, take It Easy. Because I know there's more. Because, I mean, Joe Walsh and, you know, Don Henley, they've all gone off and did that. I mean, Joe Walsh had the only song I I love Boys of Summer. Really? That is one of my favorite songs of all time. I did in 11th grade. Yeah. I remember we took a trip to, as I I still showed livestock, and we took a trip to Shreveport, because that's where the state fair was. Oh, okay. And that song came on three different times, one, two, twice on the way up there, and once on the way back. I don't know why, but 
because they get like he would keep switching stations, but it would my dad would keep switching the stations, but it would still be like a, a classic rock station. Mm-hmm. And so, but that came on, and I was like, damn, this song sounds so good because I, all, and all I could remember was like the guitar part in the beginning it was like, and I was like, that's so <laughs> badass. It's just, it's just one of those good songs you put on the way. Did you? When y'all were going to Shreveport, did y'all see a Deadhead sticker on a Cadillac? I did not. I didn't know what that was at that time because <laughs> that was like seventh or sixth grade, and so I had no clue what the song was even about. I was like, "Dang, should I should I like this song?" He's talking about the Boys of Summer. I don't know what that means, but that's hilarious. But now I'm like, "All right, I get it. It's a great song." So yeah. It is good. Not a deadhead at all, but... What is deadhead? I don't even know. Really? Yeah, okay, yeah. So I lied. I still don't know. Uh, what's deadhead? <laughs> <laughs> it's what the uh, fan base, like the fans are called for the Grateful Dead. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. Deadheads. Oh, I, I knew that. I just didn't, you know, put the two together. And I really like the Grateful Dead. Yeah, I feel you. Which a lot of people would probably torture me for that but uh it's just not my style and i would just tell them hey take it easy heck yeah what do they call that music that grateful dead it's like punk rock no not at all Uh, i'm sorry i need to know now (laughs) let me taste this ice cream so this is the fruity pebble one and what's it called again yes my heart goes bam bam my heart goes bam bam and um Obviously, instead of my heart goes bang, it's bam bam because we used fruity pebbles in it. And bam bam. Okay. Uh, a fruit, good fruity taste. It's fruity? It's very fruity. Nice. So, what do you think of... Um, like, is it a weird consistency when the pebbles get moist yes it it's kind of like it's kind of like it's been sitting we, in milk for quite some time yeah so you've actually this you tasted it at a bad time because it's melted and it's been melted probably for a little while but right. when it's still hard like it's doesn't yeah. taste like that at all i and, figured it would be kind of weird and i know that there's some people who are like i don't know psychotic and they like to pour the milk and wait till the cereal gets wet first before they people eat it do that yeah Ew. yeah but uh had my godmother used to do that and i was like what are you doing like just let it sit yeah she was like hey can i see the milk and i'm like what you know i want the cereal first she goes why would i do that and she poured the milk in and then she would pour a little bit of cereal in and then she'd hurry up and eat it and then she poured a little bit more wait till it would get just wet enough because she liked it like a halfway between it being very you know crisp and then being super soggy so she would control it like that so it took her about 30 wow. minutes to eat a bowl of cereal when it's only day five. Wow. But, yeah. but she mastered the art. She did. She did, yeah. So uh, when it comes to sweets, I'm more, and this is kind of why I gave the other one a lower score, I'm more of a like like chocolate, like that kind of guy. This is good for someone who likes a fruity thing, so I'm going to give this one a three out of five because it's still good, uh-huh. but it's just not. Like, Dang, I wish I would have brought you some more chocolate stuff. Don't you have like a chocolate peanut butter We thing? do. What's it called? The Chalk Lobster. Yes. Which is a reference to the Rock Lobster. Yes. It's awesome. Oh, yes. We got one more. 
I think this one might leak on the floor too. Yeah, probably. This one is lemon custard. Ooh, I shortbread. do like a good lemon. Lemon custard shortbread. So it's got shortbread cookies and it's made with lemon custard. This is going to be bad, isn't it? Oh yeah, this is going to be super bad. Should we like prepare, like maybe get a bowl or something? Or <sighs> you're just going to go for it? It'll be alright. We can wipe it up again. Oh, okay, so this one is titled Lim on Me. Like take like, on me? Yes. Nice. Lim on me. Oh wow! Ooh, ooh! Looks like that one kid who did the the baking soda volcano. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Easy A. There we go. That was 2010, though. Come on, Claire. <laughs> Let's see. I'm hoping that's linen. Usually it is, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Usually the chunks of shortbread aren't that big, but yeah. Now see, I don't like a fruit, mm -hmm. but I do like a good lemon when it comes to sweet because it comes to like kind of like a zest. Yeah. To it, and I do. I remember I had these pancakes one time. And they were blueberry pancakes with a cream cheese lemon like oh, yeah. sauce over it. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. That's I awesome. love it. And then I threw syrup on there as well, because why not? Heck yeah. Mmm. You're a fan? I'm a fan. I'm taking on you. Let me show you. <laughs> oh, that's good. That is really good. I'm going to give this. This has got to be a good, a good five out of five. Really? If it's not chocolate and peanut butter, then it's got to have like a lemon in it. See, I think my mom was allergic to lemon, so like, you know, it caused her throat to close up, she could die, whatever. And I, we never had lemon on anything. Right. So I think that might have been like a, I was always held back from it, I could never have it. And whenever you got the chance. Exactly. Most people, it's drugs and alcohol, for me it's lemon. <laughs> so, uh, here we are. Jeez. And I, I love it. Mm. That's good. Five out of five. If you had a chocolate lobster, I've had that before. That one gets five out of five, too. That's good. You so, might also like, well, we just came out with um, strawberries, so that might not be I do love a good strawberry. You do? I love strawberries. This one's like super traditional um, country strawberry, just okay. made with real strawberries. All of our stuff is made with um, real and quality ingredients. but um, Of course. Yes. And then or we just came out with the cookie dough, chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream, uh, which is also different than most kind it's like super super creamy and good um so you might like that one we also have dark chocolate and okay. then dark chocolate coconut and let's see we had nutella but we couldn't get a response to get licensed to use nutella so we were kind of before we got too big we were using it and then once we franchised out and stuff uh, we kind of needed that A-OK, -okay, like, that yeah. we can use it, and Nutella never responded to us. Yeah. So we just discontinued it to avoid, you know, trouble. Right. Obviously, you know about copyright and legal issues. Yeah. I'll be honest, I was never a fan of Nutella. It just tasted like off-brand chocolate. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't. Are you a fan of Nutella? 
Uh, I don't mind it, but I never like like was obsessed with it like some people. Yeah. But the ice cream was really good. Okay. It's really really good. Nice. See, I know a little thing a little too about copyright. I had a so I went to an open mic in Baton Rouge one time, and I tell this joke about. Where I, where I introduce and I talk about David Attenborough, the guy who does all the nature documentaries on BBC. Mm-hmm. And, and I say, oh, you know, I enjoy watching these nature documentaries by David Attenborough on BBC. Well, the next time I go, one of the guys there goes, huh, you ever watch those nature documentaries on BBC, you know, with David Attenborough? And I was like, this son of a bitch. Started, yeah, and I was like, but he did go a different way with the joke than what I talked about, and he couldn't do the impersonation, so ha. But I was like, damn, I've only been doing comedy for two months. Somebody's already taken my stuff. Jeez. It's kind of, it was kind of flattering, you know? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. You're pretty certain, like, he got it from you kind of thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. I know, because he was there the last time. Oh. Yeah. And it was like word for word. Exact. Your intro kind of thing? Yeah, and I was like, you... You rat. Bastard. Yeah. But yeah, well, this was awesome. Got a nice, nice good little taste testing in. Hopefully got some good information in for the viewers, whether it be ice cream or 80s rock. And uh, yeah, so Claire, I appreciate you for coming out. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next time in the saloon.